When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hello. It is Thursday. Hello. On the Colleen and Bradley show, my talk 1071. Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley trainer. Hello. How are you doing over there? Very good. Thank hey, you. Before we get to the latest Kanye news, I, I forgot. We forgot to talk about this yesterday or mention this yesterday. And I think it's important for people to know. Yeah. Because there were some people who missed out on getting that code, oh, yeah. that YouTube code yeah. for Project Down and Dirty Film Fest. Get it. They decided to re-release it one final time. Last chance dance. Last chance. This is it. Today. Last chance Today's for you. it. Ex- thank you for the song. Today's the last day you can get it. Like for realsies. Yeah. And then it's gone I forever. I whining after the fact. So yeah. get over there. Clickety clack. Hey, also really quickly. Yes. We got an email. Uh-huh. Ooh, I'm touching a pen that was sitting here and it's got the thing chewed oh, off. Oh, oh, oh. oh throw that away. Do that. Don't chew on a pen. That's or if nasty. you do keep it, it's yours forever. Don't <sighs> leave it for somebody else-ish. I'm sanitize okay um i got squirts over here if you need them a he does I'm actually full up on squirts i had to get real powerful with it though because yeah. we're getting down to the bottom nobody cares anyway we got an email from a listener a couple days ago it might have been yesterday uh saying like the link didn't work anymore that link should be available like uh once you have always. it it's forever yours and so it, you might want to just double check how you're trying to access that link um, but that link, it's just a good reminder that that link, once you purchase it, is available forever and always. Although I think it's like a private link, right? Like otherwise Correct. everyone would be able to do it. So that that may have some effect on where you're able to use it or see it. So just just be aware that that link is good forever. Yeah, don't lose it, man. Ever! It's real. You can have your uh, ritual daily viewing of the Project Down and Dirty Film Fest movies. Weirdo. Again, today is the last day. Last day. $10. Bye. Get on it. Uh you know what? what? <clears throat> We're going to just start today like we've been starting all the days. Great. Um, because With Kanye, the things you don't want to talk about? The thing I don't really want to talk about. And, you know, I will say I do want to talk about this. Well, yeah. Because Otherwise we've, we wouldn't. we've been talking about Kanye West and the incredibly, incredibly, I don't even, like, problematic, downright hateful things he's been saying publicly. And one of the things I've been uncomfortable with is that there had not been any consequences. Mm-hmm. Well, there's been some consequences? consequences. Well, typically when we see behaviors exhibited that are unacceptable, uh, especially with a celebrity, yeah. you start to see maybe uh, partnerships that they have go away. Well, I will say, thankfully, he was removed from platform. That de-platformed. is true. Yeah. That is true. 
he was taken off of social media platforms. But now we're seeing some of the, you know, some of those partnerships say, hey, guess what? We don't want to do this thing with you anymore. Mm-hmm. What do you got? Starting with J.P. Morgan Chase, oh, yeah. which is the bank that uh, that is the home to the Yeezy empire. Yeah. Uh, they sent out an email that got, I don't even want it. It like... It was an email to Kanye, and then it was shared with Candace Owens, and then she shared it. Yeah. But that's how it's out there. Yeah. She is riding uh, alongside Kanye on this latest social media dumpster fire. I don't know what you want to call it, but whatever journey we're currently on, she is one of those people that's always in the background. She's in the sidecar. I think she's far more interested in the publicity that she's getting as Mm -hmm. a result, perhaps, or what it does for, you know, her brand of... Um, mm-hmm. conversation versus Kanye, I'm still not quite sure what we're doing and I, why. I'm very much not sure what we're doing and why. Uh, but the uh, J.P. Morgan Chase Bank basically said, uh, hey, we're just sending this letter to confirm our recent discussion with, and then there's a name blacked out, uh, that J.P. Morgan Chase Bank has decided to end its banking relationship with Yeezy LLC and its affiliated entities. And then they give him a deadline, like pretty much like collect your billions, find a place to house it. It's just not going to be here by, uh, we ask you to act promptly transfer your business to another financial institution before November 21st of 2022. So that's like coming up. He's got a couple weeks but they're like, yeah, we don't want to be around this situation. Um, now, as to exactly what went into that decision, I'm not sure that we know all of that. And there very well could be other other things at play. Well, and it's really easy, and we know this from the work that we do in the main sphere of pop culture that we discuss, that there's a rush to judgment and a knee-jerk response oftentimes by people like us or mm-hmm. those on the internet, whoever's having conversations about the top stories of the day with very little information. So to your point, we don't know what is behind J.P. Morgan Chase, but if that's true, it appears that the I would assume that his anti-Semitic tweets, et cetera, were in part to blame. But ultimately, I'm, I don't know. And right. That's I will just, admit I have not like done all of the research. Yeah. I don't know of anything to the contrary. Well, that is all the data we have. You know, that yeah. being said, there, there very well could be some sort of uh, something going on that we're not aware of about yeah. mismanagement of funds or who knows what. But regardless, J.P. Morgan Chase Bank... Regardless of the why, they're clearly putting distance between them and the Yeezy brand and the Yeezy empire, which is Kanye's brand. And some would probably like to perpetuate a, you know, nefarious narrative around that, that then I would just say you have to go back to the person who's who's pushing that narrative. Right. Like. There, there are reasons that people, I'm just saying like, you can see now everybody, this is, this is, it's so hard <laughs> because things are happening and things happen for a reason. What I would say in a situation like this, and I think you would agree, most of us probably on this station would agree, like, you know, our words have consequences and we're all familiar with like, you just, 
it, people didn't have those consequences before. Oftentimes, mm-hmm. people in I, let me clarify: people in positions of power and influence, and that's really what I would be most concerned about because we talk about celebrities, right. and we're not just talking about Billy Bob and Joe Ann uh, and whomever else on the street. We're talking about sharing their thoughts and opinions. We're talking about people who have incredible star power mm-hmm. and lots of power and influence behind them. Mm-hmm. And I think that what we've learned is that it didn't used to be the case that there was much in the way of consequences or often it took a lot mm-hmm. to get uh, a celebrity's or a powerful person's bottom line influenced after they said something yep. reprehensible or did something. Cause we should also say like, you know, it could also include actions mm-hmm. Maybe not yet in this case, but um, that's different. And I think that's a good thing. Absolutely. Like, and it's not to say that there aren't excesses when it comes to individuals, personal people on the Internet. Like, it's complicated. But in terms of celebrity and politicians, et cetera, it seems pretty straightforward that they don't have the same free wielding power to say whatever they want without there being some kind of bottom line response. Yeah, accountability is an important piece of life. And this is the way that accountability plays out um, on a scale like this, right? We all have accountability in our lives, but celebrities have enjoyed the opportunity in the past to not have to engage in accountability in the same ways that the average person does now we see a very rapid kind of um we it's and it sends a message both on behalf of the person who did or said the bad terrible thing and the company that has in the past supported them and is making a different choice right like it's it it's sort of that's how the teeter-totter works yeah exactly and there would be one thing if like a person said something uh, because this has happened before, you know, where people will say things and then everybody, you know, there's a thing, there's a response on social media. Mm-hmm. Um, but then that person, if they realize like, oh, I should not have said that thing mm-hmm. or I should have said it better mm-hmm. or whatever it is. I don't I don't have any specifics in front of me, so I don't want to like paint too broad a picture. But but like it often seems to me from my cursory inspection based on the headlines we like to read mm-hmm. <laughs> that that, you know, that happens on occasion and people have the opportunity to revisit those things. And if they have had a long and storied career, they'll probably navigate that to a different place. It may not be the same place that they were in, Mm -hmm. right? They may not have the same uh, platforms that they used to, Mm -hmm. but in this case, there does not seem to be any sort of willingness to acknowledge that perhaps like if you say those things, there's a response. So you didn't, and then to come back and say, I meant those things. Because yeah. in this case, I believe the, the latest comments from Kanye were that he he stands by what he says. Yeah. And I feel like you can't get to the other side of this journey without acknowledging the thing that you did. Right. Right. You mean on Kanye's behalf? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Right. Thank you. Right. Which means that we are just, we're now, the train is going. Right. Like, so we're going to start to see rapidly, I think. Um, certain decisions like the one that J.P. Morgan Chase has made yeah. uh, to kind of sever ties and distance themselves. Now, there's another um, there's another consequence that okay. that has right. this is an immediate one. So apparently, 
Kanye West had already uh, booked uh, an appearance on the shop, a taped appearance on the shop uh, uninterrupted. And this is a sh- I think this is a show I need to. I need. Yeah, it's a show um, that is hosted by uh, LeBron James and somebody else. I don't know enough about it, but what I know is they taped the episode and immediately decided that they are not going to air the episode. Okay. Quote, we have made the decision not to air this episode or any of Kanye's remarks. While the shop embraces thoughtful discourse and differing opinions, we have zero tolerance for hate speech of any kind and will never allow our channels to be used to promote hate. Uh, the uh, other host uh, said that they take full responsibility for believing Kanye wanted a different conversation and apologized to the guests and the crew of the show. Uh, Hate speech should never have an audience. He concluded. So that is like, that is like immediate. Like we had this thing. We were going to do this thing. We did this thing and we're not going to let you see this thing because this thing promote something that we're not about yeah and which is totally understandable like i i just ask people who you know because there are a lot of people who are going to react to that like oh what what would you expect people to do because by by allowing that to go forward or then people are going to come to you and say oh do you support that right right do you support i mean this is a person you're working with Mm -hmm. so you feel comfortable with that right I'm not saying what the, I mean, I, I, I have the right answer in my own head, Sure. but despite that, um, because I wouldn't choose to, we talked about this yesterday. If somebody said, Hey, Kanye wants to come on the show and talk about all the things that have been going on lately. I think you and I both easily mm-hmm. would be able to say, no, no we're good because <laughs> I don't want to be a platform for someone who has exhibited the inability mm-hmm. To be a kind human being that doesn't engage in, you know, in this case, anti-Semitic tropes. Right. And stereotypes. Absolutely. So the story continues. We're on the train. Well, we're not on the train, but we're watching the train go by. You know know what is interesting also? Like I, you know, when I think you do this too, but outside of this job, we listen to other things, watch other things. This story is like pervasive. Oh, yeah. This is... People are having this a conversation in whatever capacity that it intersects with their lives, mm-hmm. um, in a way that seems to to um, you know exist beyond our little bubble. Absolutely, and and you know what the, we have we have regular checkpoints with this. Like there are times that we are talking about a story and we are aware that if we start talking about it outside of this circle, Fair Abraham, for example, people will be like, I don't know who that is. What? I don't know nothing about that. Can we talk about something I know? Or something people about? come to us and say, what is this thing about the thing? Right. But this is like, people aren't even coming to us to ask us about it because they're already fully informed. Yeah. yeah. Uh, we all have something to learn from it though. I think uh, when we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show, Holly Roberts is going to bring us all the dirt straight from Hollywood with a dirt alert on oh, my talk. One Oh seven one. This is a, my talk dirt alert. Dirt alert, dirt alert, dirt alert, dirt alert, dirt alert, dirt alert. 
Holly Roberts is here with all the dirt straight from Hollywood. It's a dirt alert. What's up, Holly? Hi. The nominees for this year's American Music Awards were announced today, and Bad Bunny leads the pack with eight nominations, followed by Beyonce, Drake, Taylor Swift. uh, All those artists have earned six nominations apiece. And The weekend, Adele and Harry Styles each earned five nominations. Wow. Mm. Got some talent up in there. Yes, we do. Now, the American Music Awards, uh, the winners will be announced Sunday, November 20th on ABC, and the awards ceremony is indeed coming to you live from Los Angeles, California. Wonderful. Great. That sounds fun. We'll be there. Yeah, we're going. In our minds. Well, yeah, virtually. <laughs> on the couch. I'm not actually going to wear require so. me to put on clothes. Yeah, uh, yeah. I'm totally naked right now. FYI. No, he's not. Almost. Theater of the mind. Yes. Aren't we all almost naked? Well, I'm naked under my clothes yeah. all the time. All the time. Mm-hmm. Naked mm-hmm. under my clothes. <laughs> Brad Pitt is talking to the Financial Times. No. <laughs> what? I read it. Sorry. I have opinions. Go ahead. Thank you. Yay. Well, that's exciting. I'm glad you do. So Bradley has opinions on this new interview with Brad Pitt and the Financial Times. Now, I don't know if you have opinions about this headline, but in this interview, he's talking about how he was dealing with the misery that he felt after his split with Angelina Jolie. Okay. Are we still on the image rehab tour? Uh, Yeah. Mm -hmm. Uh, He said he turned to some friends, including Nick Cave, because they were dealing with their own issues. Brad Pitt said our mutual misery became comic, and out of this misery came a flame of joy in my life. I always wanted to be a sculptor. I'd always wanted to try it. So Brad Pitt took on sculpting as a hobby. Your thoughts, you know, this. So there's three there are three people involved in this group art exhibit. And the the art exhibit part actually sounds interesting to me. Mm -hmm. The two other artists, I don't know anything about one of them. You said Nick Cave. Yes, he he's an actor. No, he's a musician. 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 Okay. Yeah. The other guy, I don't know what he is either. I couldn't even pronounce it. Thomas House House ago. Yeah, I I don't. But I didn't know him. Mm -hmm. But like I was like this. It's a fascinating read. But. It's just like it reminded me, having read the detailed account mm-hmm. of what Brad Pitt was alleged to have done, and I'm sorry I read it, so I'm going to have mm-hmm. feelings about mm-hmm. it, Yeah, that I understand his position and ability to then craft a narrative, and it may be a, ver- a valuable one, a genuine one, where he talks about, you know, not really revealing a lot about his life and he learned this lesson the hard way and like there's some there's some nuggets in there that are fascinating like eye-opening but i still just couldn't get past the fact that i was like you're a really like privileged celebrity who gets to like rehab his image Mm -hmm. with other artists who maybe uh, i don't i don't know it it was very awkward to read because i could not get away from what the you know. image yeah. that's in my head after we learned how he treated allegedly uh, his wife and children. Yeah. yeah. I just, it, it just, it comes across a little precious. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, it will be interesting to see where Brad Pitt's career goes in the future because a couple of days ago it was announced that he's looking to sell his production company, Bland B, which currently has a first look deal with Amazon Studios and MGM. So he's looking to get out of the movie producing business. And by all means, he's been very successful. He's pr- produced movies like The Departed and 12 Years a Slave mm-hmm. and Moon. I think he produced Moonlight as well. I mean, so he has been, if Beale Street could talk. So he's been very successful, but it looks like he's moving away. Mm-hmm. And I and I, I'm sure that 
the reports and other things are informing his decision yeah. to do as much. Yeah. 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 Well, it's going to get real awkward when he's on, you know, red carpets and doing junkets for Oof. film projects that are already in the can. So people going to have some questions. Yep. Uh-huh. Yep. Uh, actress Sydney Sweeney, she's on the cover of the latest issue of Elle magazine, and she said about joining the upcoming Marvel Cinematic Universe movie, Madam Web, that she had to fight for the role. But she has said now that she has secured it, she's filming it currently over on the East Coast with Dakota Johnson, that it's been an incredible journey. Do, 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 do. She had to fight for the role. Yes. I mean, you know, it wasn't like, just to get given it, to her. Got it. Okay. Uh-huh. She, you know, she had to advocate for herself. She had to really put herself out there. You know, she's I mean, a modern gal on the go. Yeah, mm-hmm. you got to do it. Mm-hmm. I always wonder how that reads. <laughs> Like for people who just had roles handed to them, you know what I mean? And they know it. Like, does that read a little bit like a, like a nanana boo boo or like, you know what I mean? Or some sort of like, no, I actually had to work for my role. Yeah. Yeah, I suppose you work for your role in order to get to the place where you don't don't have have to to work for a role. Yeah. That's the goal. Uh-huh. Uh, oh, and also uh, over on L, uh, another cover star, Olivia Wilde, has her booby out. I read Just that the one. too. It's a lot. <laughs> All right. Well, Bradley Trainer's <laughs> been doing some reading. When we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show, we're going to do some mystery solving in the form of blind items. Holly will bring them to us. We'll try to solve them in a little segment we call Blinded by the hey! Item after this. Pop culture mysteries. We are here to solve them on the Colleen and Bradley show. My talk 1071, Colleen Lindstrom. Bradley Trainer, what's going on? You know, uh, stuff. yeah, and you know what we're doing right now is solving these uh, blind items that Holly's going to oh, bring yeah, us in this things. segment we call "Blinded by the Item." Blinded by the item. Oh yeah, just a little celebrity gossip mystery solving. No big deal. No big whoop. Solve this one. It's pretty rare that any actor wanting to work a lot would badmouth or throw shade at the pint size A plus list actor. So, good for this former A-plus slash A-list actor that he did just that as he makes his comeback. So, Tom Cruise is the pint size one. It's so obvious. But somebody threw some shade at him. I would imagine everybody does. Okay. Oh, God. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Uh, Short kings out there everywhere. Send mm -hmm. your emails to Colleen. (laughs) Now, yes, there's somebody who's on the comeback trail. Indeed. Um, Throwing a little shade at Tom Cruise. A male person? Who's on a comeback. Mm-hmm. Uh, yes, a, a male person. Okay. And yes, on a comeback. Male comeback person. Sylvester Stallone. <laughs> he's, not, he's not coming back. Um, uh, and you back? said, what's their rating? A? Former A plus slash A list. Oh. Like a what is I mean, he never went away. When you say making a comeback, like debuting in another film or like, uh, what do we mean by that comeback? Meaning they are the star of an upcoming movie that's getting a lot of award season buzz. Oh, Mm. Mm. it's not released. Not yet. Oh, Mm. oh. Mm. Brad Pitt? Oh, okay. No. We've talked about this person on their comeback journey on this show. Making the way. I hate it when this happens. I hate it when my mind goes completely blank and I literally cannot think of a person. When was he at his A plus list apex? I would say 
the late 90s, early 2000s. Now, I will give you a hint. Tom Cruise starred in an iteration of a film franchise that this person who's on the comeback trail starred in in the late 90s and early 2000s. But I don't know what that means. But Brendan Fraser? Yes. (laughs) Oh, well done. Uh, Yes, he is starring in The Whale. Brendan Fraser, star of the Mummy franchise, mm. and Tom Cruise tried his own Mummy franchise on for size. I did see that headline. To middling success. So filling in the blank here, it's pretty rare that any actor wanting to work a lot would bad mouth or throw shade at Tom Cruise. So good on Brendan Fraser because he did just that as he makes his comeback headline in Variety. Brendan Fraser is open to fourth Mummy movie, says Tom Cruise's reboot flopped because it wasn't fun. Oh, okay. I like it. I think he is in a stage in his life where he's got no bleeps left to give, which is kind of delightful. Mm -hmm. Yeah, he's just a nice telling. He's getting through, you know, with some honesty. Or don't feel the need to be mediated or mediating, you know, their their opinions because they're concerned it's going to affect their career. Right. Mm -hmm. Oh, that original Mummy from 1999. What a fun movie. I've never seen a Mummy. (gasps) I know. I don't know that I've ever watched The Mummy either. Well, it would be interesting to get your guys' perspective on it. It's a fun action-adventure movie, and I haven't watched it in a long time. I wonder if it still holds up. Mm. Yeah. All right. Well, yeah. another mystery for another time. we yes. got other ones to solve. Let's Thank do it. <laughs> uh, another celebrity gossip mystery. Which foreign-born comic slash news show host is being eyed to replace the foreign-born actor slash late-night host next year? The latter is being eyed to replace the BBC late-night host when he announces his retirement in the next year or so. (gasps) Wait, okay, so I think I've figured a little bit of this out. So Mm -hmm. is, uh, what's his name, James James Corden going to be replacing Graham Norton? But I don't know who's going to replace him. That's not like Trevor Noah. Well done, trainer. Thank you. Yes. So Trevor Noah is being eyed to replace James Corden in the next year. Mm. James Corden is being eyed to replace Graham Norton when Graham Norton announces his retirement in the next year or so. So Noah is replacing Corden, who's replacing Gordon. No, Norton. 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 That's yeah, what Graham I meant. Norton. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, that would be all. Well, first of all, it would be breaking news if Graham Norton was, you know, mm-hmm. retiring. Interesting. I have just always been curious how the Brits feel about James Corden. So it'll be interesting to see because I know he is. I mean, it's already like he's already talking about going back. So mm-hmm. interesting. Okay. Mm-hmm. Sorry, really quickly, the Trevor Noah stuff is still up in the air in terms of what actually happened there. Right. By all accounts, he just uh, up and left, packed his stuff up and said, bye. Well, let's solve this mystery in the meantime while Trevor Noah figures out whatever he's doing. Whatever he's doing. She doesn't want to look awful. So for now, the wife of this permanent A-list, mostly movie actor will continue to just live with her boyfriend and hope she's not caught in public with him. (gasps) She also... Uh, she has also cut herself off from most of her husband's family because they don't agree with her actions. Are oh. these two already apart? No. Okay. But she's done something. She's so acted. She's, uh, 
I mean, like, like she has some actions that people like the way you made it sound is like they won't agree with her actions, meaning like leaving him. Yeah, meaning oh, that it. she's okay. moved on to another relationship. Uh-huh. She doesn't but we want. Don't know that. Yeah, and she doesn't want to get caught publicly behind the scenes because mm-hmm. her family's going to be up. In yeah, arms. the family is a little upset about all of this oh, taking God. place. Mm. Uh, who's the husband? The uh, permanent A-list, mostly movie actor. Tom Hanks. No. Um. <sighs> permanent mm-hmm. A-list. Do we like the actor? Do we? I yeah. I, <laughs> I don't have a strong I don't know. I, I mean, sure, mm. sure. Mm. Yeah, I'm drawing a blank. Okay, so now, the 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 I'm sorry, the female. Part of this equation, the uh-huh. wife, I think, is what we call that person. Mm-hmm. Uh, she's known how? Uh, because she's married to the permanent okay. A-list actor. Yeah. But not, she does, she's not an actress uh, herself or anything like that. Maybe at one point in time okay. she was. Is the family, like, older or, like, his kids or somebody? It's his kids. Is this Sylvester Stallone? No. Uh. It would be the kids. He's very close to his ex-wife. Oh. He's very close to his ex. Oh God! Oh God! This isn't. <gasps> what is this going to be? Shocking and horrible. Well, give a guess. Um, Bruce Willis. <gasps> oh, oh, oh! Yeah, that would be shocking. Yeah, I didn't like that. Yeah, yeah. Film so, blanks. so Emma Hemmings. That is Bruce Willis's wife doesn't want to look awful. So for now, she'll continue to just live with her boyfriend and hope she's not caught in public with him. Now, uh, Emma, Emma Hemmings has also cut herself off from most of Bruce Willis's family, probably including the kids. Maybe you did me more because they don't agree with her actions. Mm. That was the hint that got it for me when you said they were friends. friends. Oh, that makes sense. Yeah. Now, um, Page Six is running with stories, and she's posting photographs on social media of her together with Bruce Willis. But, you know, I mean, that's just a photograph. We don't right. know anything. Yeah. Or, like, mm-hmm. when it was taken. Oh, yeah. I just can't even begin to I don't like it. it. That, mm-hmm. I don't like that one. Mm-hmm. That didn't make me happy. Well, Do you have another one? Sure. <laughs> it probably won't make me happy, but whatever. I don't know. I mean, uh, you know, you guys might have solved this celebrity gossip mystery last week, but now it's been confirmed. Okay. Hot, hot and fresh. The permanent A-list rapper will also be performing at the big game. The question is whether his wife will deign to appear on stage with one of her husband's mistresses. Mm. In the past, NT lawyer would have said impossible. But after the party this spring, when she was present with several of the past mistresses, it could happen. The trio performing together would be the biggest halftime ever. We did this one. Yeah. And uh, Colleen and I don't remember if it was Donna. I think it was, I don't remember either. But you guys guessed. Jay-Z. And Beyonce. Mm-hmm. So that's the confirmation. Yes. Oh. And Rihanna. Rihanna. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So Jay-Z, according to NT Lawyer, will probably hit the Super Bowl halftime stage with Rihanna. Now, the question is whether Beyonce will join them because in the past, Jay-Z and Rihanna had a special relationship. Together, mm-hmm. you know, uh, but what NT lawyer is saying is there was some party this past spring that former mistresses attended. Beyonce did, too. Apparently, they were all cool with each other. So if this is the case, Beyonce, Jay-Z, Rihanna on stage together 
would be the biggest Super Bowl halftime show of all time. Of all time. Bigger than Up With People. I mean. All right. You don't say. Yeah. I I have to say, though, I I just feel like Beyonce and Jay-Z have arrived at an agreement that they will continue to own the planet uh, with their supreme super coupledom. And I think there has been some agreement about how they will behave in the marriage. Mm. And that seems to have smoothed over because that remember, I mean, lemonade was literally written about his infidelity. Mm -hmm. So his infidelity has not been a secret and it just seems like they, they have come to a place. Well, if they show up on stage with Rihanna, we know that's true. We'll get that confirmation. Uh, When we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show, Holly, thank you for those blind items. Um, I watched the Barney documentary last night. I love you. That purple dinosaur. Yeah, it's called I love you. You hate me. Didn't somebody get killed? Well, I will tell you all of the things I learned in this two part documentary that I watched both parts of after intending to only watch one. Oh, good. So that should okay. tell you something. All right. I'm excited. When we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show on My Talk 1071. No! Stuck! I was stuck. stuck. <laughs> uh, tonight, cloudy 35. Morning snow 45 tomorrow. I didn't like that word that you said. Yeah, I mean, it, oh, it, please. It, it will Minnesota, go. come on! Hey, right now 44 and cloudy at the My Talk studio. Look, we're going to get to 60 next week. Okay. Good. So it's okay. So cool my jets, I hear you say. Hey, cool your jets. Holly, thank you for that. Uh, And uh, this is the Colleen and Bradley show on my talk 1071. You were done, right? Yeah, I'm done. Okay. (laughs) I just didn't know it. Like the music timed out so perfectly. It was like choreographed. Yeah, that's a weird song. We should talk about Barney. Yeah, we should. I love you. Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley trainer. And uh, I did watch... We talked about it like really briefly um, because the trailer came out and you were like, uh, there's like a weird surprise ending in the yeah, trailer. The it's like someone's dead. Yeah. And you're like, oh, my God, that what? went from happy to death. Right. Uh, so I was like, "Ooh, I'm going to watch this. I'm going to watch this thing. So it's on Peacock. You do need to have premium in order to watch it. Um, but some people have premium uh, based on who their cable provider is. Oh, so that's just, rude. you know, look into that. But what if Hulu's your cable provider? I don't know because I didn't check all of the providers. Okay. I just know. I guess I'll have to look later. Though. You're gonna have Thanks. to do your own work on that. Sorry about it. Um, but yeah, I watched it. Now listen, I was gonna watch just the first one. There's two parts, and I was gonna watch just part one because I was like, I don't have like I can't stay up all night watching this Barney documentary. Well, guess what? Nope, I watched them both. I watched it was both like two parts. hours or what? Yes, it added up. Yep, it added up to just about two hours. Okay. The first thing I'm going to say is this: it could have all been in one. It it dragged on a little too long. There were some people in there that they talked to that I was like, I didn't need that. But it tells a pretty comprehensive and interesting story about how Barney was developed and then how, why people hated Barney so mm. much. Like the whole culture of Barney hate 
it was its own character. I missed that story, by the way. I was not, I mean, Barney wasn't my generation, but mm-hmm. I was aware of Barney. It was sort of a cultural thing. I, but I missed all of the like vitriol that went Barney's way. There were actual Barney, like organized Barney, anti-Barney groups. Oh. Uh, and they talked to some of the people who uh, were a part of it. And, and they, there were a lot of people who had opinions about why that might be, that Barney was so universally hated. Was it while like he was secretly indoctrinating children or something no honestly it was this simple really i think in many ways barney was meant to be for toddlers was created to only speak to toddlers by a mom who literally was looking for something to occupy her own toddler at a time when the television landscape wasn't geared to toddlers or really small children in the same way that it is now she used to teletubbies Similar. I mean, I think it was sort of informed by that same kind of sensibility. Yeah. Right. That it was going to be all about like love and safety and repetition because repetition is a thing for really small children that builds a sense of safety. So like the same damn songs over and over again. Yeah, your favorite. And so the point is that it wasn't meant for adults. It was meant for children. Uh-huh. And it was it served that purpose. And adults got freaked out. Or and something. adults hated it because like Caillou or Callaloo a little bit. Yeah. In the sense that like Barney does not represent a true range of human emotion. Barney comes in one flavor and that flavor is like love and peace and happiness. And as humans, as, as adults, we're like, no, the world is cruel. Right. And so, so that there's no D bag Barney segment. Right. So the hate and the vitriol, you're never going to (laughs) succeed. They don't do that on Barney. That sounded like McGruff. It did a little bit. Um, but the the vitriol was directed at that. Okay. And so there was this whole like Barney hate movement. But wow. the sub story that like was under all of this mm-hmm. was all about the son of the creator. Okay. Who ended up literally being like in co- competition with Barney as though Barney was their sibling Oh God! and, th- and the issues that that created in his life. So he basically lost his mom to Barney. Essentially is sort of how the story gets painted that like that he was constantly in competition with this perfect oh, dinosaur God. and Oh no, he killed him. Oh, what? no, but he's the person who ended up shooting somebody. Oh, my God. Sorry. And I totally just like gave away the whole thing. So a spoiler alert. OK, you should but have done that before you did that. I but. think that it's like common. I mean, you will see it written places. It's a thing. He and like was incarcerated. And um, yeah, so it's it's interesting to see. Also, the one of the people who played Barney's body is now like a tantric sex coach. Awesome. And Not he, in the Barney costume. Well, that's the thing. It's like he had to actually like sign a contract that he would not practice his taunt, taunt, taunt. He wouldn't do it. He wouldn't talk about uh, Tantra or anything while he was playing the role of Barney. Okay. Good. I mean, that's well, probably that's nice. thoughtful. I mean, but it that's was, also it, like, why do you have to sign a contract? Like I, I show up for work. I mean, you know, and I don't talk about my tantric sex habits. Thank you. Which are none. <laughs> I don't even know what that means. Is that where you like sit there and you're like, we're not touching, but we're so totally having I, sex. It's interesting because I think that people have multiple understand, understandings about it. But And he will tell you that it's about like 
channeling the most abundant love. And mm-hmm. like sometimes he brings his clients all the way through the journey. Oh, um, but they don't have to Does pay he, for that. He doesn't. I, <laughs> he literally what? says that they don't pay for that. That's no. like that's like that weird. Uh, um, the episode of that goop show. Yeah. Where they showed the woman. Yeah. Having the thing. And oh, I'm like, the, I don't feel comfortable here. Was that I the Julianne Huff episode? No. Uh, no, she did her own version of that, but that wasn't the same this episode. Woman literally was. Oh, I, 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 it was so interesting. And I just, I hadn't signed up for that. But anyway, mm-hmm. um, anyway, he doesn't so, yeah. do it in the Barney voice, though. He's not. <laughs> no, he doesn't have I the Barney voice. You. So that's actually an interesting thing, too. The, the person who played the body of Barney oh, and the, the voice. voice? Were, oh, they were well, never you ever know that they were never the same person. Okay, so yeah, so you would never know the guy inside the Mm-mm. bar. Nobody would have any clue who that is. Isn't that interesting? It wasn't James Earl Jones no. in this the Darth Vader costume. No, spoiler alert, the same kind of thing. Yeah, what? fascinating. Uh, okay, so you'd recommend it? I would recommend it. And there was an interesting question asked at the end of the, the film, and the question is, who? What is your Barney? What is that childhood character that you loved? so much 651-641-1071 and I'll tell you a little bit more about where that went after this on my talk 1071 for nine years a dangerous man terrorized women breaking into homes and raping his victims before killing a brilliant young scientist in 1998 the more the victims resisted the more violent he became then he suddenly stops leaving police with a lot of clues and one unknown subject. I'm Paul Wagner. Join me for Unknown Subject, Season 3 of WTOP's American Nightmare podcast series. Search American Nightmare podcast on all podcast platforms today.